Hello, welcome to another episode of Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ, helping members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to engage with the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, on a deeper and more personal level. Today is our last episode on the chapters of Isaiah in the second book of Nephi. We're doing pages 91 to 96 today, and we're going to be talking a lot about the second coming and the millennium because that's what the rest of these chapters are going to be about at least for us i've heard before that with isaiah it not only is a prophecy of what will happen to the house of israel during their own times but also it's a symbol of what will happen in our times at the second coming and so these chapters are kind of twofold. We learn what happens to the Jews and to those who capture the Jews. And we also get to learn what will happen in our day to those who are the captors now of the house of Israel, which is, which is Satan and wickedness and evilness since there's not going to necessarily be a physical captor um, but also like what kind of destruction will come upon those who choose to be wicked the first example I guess you could say is in these on page 91, it talks about Assyria and how it will be a type of destruction of the last day because, and Assyria gets destroyed because of its pride. It comes in and it's like, look at everything that I have done. And the Lord says, shall the axe boast itself against him that he with therewith, meaning like Assyria, you were just a tool in my hands. So that I could teach my people, you are not God. And so he brings Assyria low. And Israel shall return and be gathered. And then in the next chapter, it talks about... Um, it says, the stem of Jesse, and in the chapter heading it has parentheses, Christ. And so, I just wanted to explain that a little bit, like how the stem of Jesse means Christ. So, the house of Israel has been likened to trees and vineyards and things like that. And then there's also the whole symbol of like a family tree. So, with the stem of Jesse, if we're thinking of a family tree you have stem or you have jesse who's probably like the trunk at this point and one of the stems growing off of it which is going to be through the branch of david so you've got the trunk the branch the stem i think and so jesse being the father of David, and it was prophesied that Jesus Christ was going to come through the lineage of David. So that's what that means. 
It says that Christ shall judge the earth righteously and that a knowledge of God shall cover the earth in the millennium. It talks about how, you know, there's going to be kids playing among wolves and lions and there's going to be lambs and no one's going to hurt or harm each other. It just sounds super pleasant. And the Lord is going to raise an ensign and he's going to gather everybody. And there's going to be no more warring with each other. Like the house of Azra, the house of Israel is going to be gathered. They're not going to be envious or vex each other anymore. You know, like a, you know how siblings sometimes kind of annoy each other. That's kind of how the tribes of Israel acted for a while. But when it comes to the second coming, that's not going to happen anymore. Because the Lord is going to reign on the earth and there's going to be singing of praises of the Lord when he dwells. And then we like kind of go back again to what will happen to the wicked. But this time from the lens of Babylon instead of Assyria. And there's going to be burning and things are going to collapse and there's going to be no light on the earth. And how like every, all the wicked are gonna die. The Lord's not gonna spare even little people or old people. Like all those who are wicked are gonna be destroyed at the second coming. And f for the Jews at that time, it's gonna be Babylon as well. And. Israel shall be gathered and enjoy millennial rest because now all the wicked are destroyed. Lucifer will be cast out and bound for the next thousand years and Israel will triumph over Babylon the world. So that's basically just a brief summary of all the chapters. Um, and I wanted to... For me, in my personal study, I really wanted to ponder, you know, why is all of this important to know, right? If, if Isaiah is talking about the tribes of Israel and the covenants and the promises the Lord has made with them, and the prophet has asked us to study the promises he has made to the house of Israel, what is it that is important for us to know? Can in these chapters concerning the second coming. And so I've been pondering that and I have a couple thoughts. So first off, we have learned in previous chapters and in previous episodes that the Lord is going to fight the battles of the house of Israel. Like he's going to protect them and fight against those who will fight against Zion and her covenant people. And so we can see that in these chapters a little bit, how the Lord is destroying those who have come to capture Jerusalem. Granted, this is after the Jews have been captured because of the Jews' disobedience. Um, 
but we can see the power of the Lord and his ability to be able to conquer even the most powerful nations. Like, all the works of men will come to an end, but God's work cannot be frustrated. He's all-powerful. He can do whatever he wants. He can do anything. Everything is possible to the Lord. And so, if he says he, he can fight our battles and, f- like, free us from our captors, even when we ourselves can't, then that's what he's going to do. And so, we can see that he's done that for the Jews already. He's freed them from Assyria and from Babylon And though they have been scattered for a while due to disobedience, he's going to gather them again. And they're going to come to a knowledge of the Redeemer. They're going to receive the gospel. Since the Lord has done that for them, we know that the Lord can do that for us in the second coming. That all the wicked are going to be destroyed. And that the Lord's going to gather us like a hen gathers her chickens. And we're all going to be one big happy family and a nation together with Christ ruling on the earth. And I think that's kind of something to hope for. You know, that the day that Christ will come... And there's going to be peace. There's not going to be any animals that will harm each other or us. Like, won't that be cool to, I don't know, walk the earth and know that no harm is going to come to anybody. I don't have to walk around being afraid of any animal or man because God... Jesus Christ is going to rule on the earth and all that's left are those who are righteous and it's, I don't know, it's so cool. I have, it will be an amazing day. It will be. And just like one of those chapters that we are in those six pages, it'll talk about how the saints will sing the praises of the Lord because all of the persecutions and the tribulations that came because wicked men were persecuting the righteous, that's going to be done away with. I won't have to be scared that I believe in Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ will rule as my king in the end. And uh, I just think that's such a cool thought and and something that kind of can bring us hope knowing that these hard times don't always last. Um, If you remember a few episodes ago, I talked about how adversity is a gift and that it helps prepare us for when we live with God again. And I still think that's true, but I also still think that true that adversity is hard. And that it's not always something that we ask for 
if that makes sense, because of how hard it is oftentimes to go through. Growth is not comfortable. But in the millennium, like, all that will be done away with. And we can focus on doing the Lord's work, bringing about his salvation, and we won't have to worry about anything else. I think just the idea that even if I don't make it to the millennium, you know, there's going to be a day where all that will end. All the hardship will end and I can go around just doing the Lord's work. You know, that's something that gives me a little bit of hope. Gives me a little bit of, of joy, of happiness. You know, and thinking that there's going to be a day where we can rest from our earthly labors. There's going to be a day where I won't have to be worried or stressed or scared. It will be a great day. And I think that's something that Nephi probably felt as he was reading Isaiah, reading these chapters, as he felt joy in knowing there's going to be a day where we won't have to worry about anything else except doing the Lord's work, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be marvelous. I mean that sincerely. It's going to be amazing. I think another reason why it's good to understand what's going to happen in the second coming is so that we can understand whose side we want to be on and spiritually prepare for that, if that makes sense, right? From reading these chapters, we know that God's going to win. We know the outcome of this game. Like if we're doing a little bit of a sports analogy, right? Or if we're going to do a war analogy, um, cause I'm not much into sports, but you know, we already know the outcome of the war. We know who's going to win. It's going to be God. God's going to win. The only thing we need to decide is whose side are we going to be on? Right? If we side ourselves with the world, and in these chapters the world is called Babylon or Assyria, we're going to be burnt, we're going to be trodden down, killed. There's going to be no mercy. The wicked will die. But if you side yourself with the Lord, you'll be spared, you'll be gathered, you'll be given rest and peace. There'll be joy and singing because the Lord is mighty and merciful and judges in righteousness.
we can read these chapters and see the power of God and his bringing the mighty low. And we can decide for ourselves, whom are we going to trust? Are we going to put our trust in man? Or are we going to be like Nephi and put our trust in God? Are we going to focus on the building that has no foundation that eventually will fall? Or are we going to focus on the tree? Are we going to put our focus on other people's opinions of us, on how much money we have, how nice of a house, how nice of a car? Are we going to make our lives centered on those things or are we going to center ourselves on Christ and what he thinks of us and what he needs us to do so these are of my thoughts, what I was reflecting on while, after having read these six pages. And for me, I want to be on the Lord's side. I'm going to choose to be on the winning side of this war. Because I've already felt of God's love and peace in my life, and I want to continue to feel that. I have felt so much joy and light and just so much it's a it's hard to describe at times but whatever it is I feel I feel there's moments where I feel it a lot and it's uh, it's assuring in a way it's calming it's hopeful like it it brings a little smile to my face. It's confident. It's, it's a quiet but strong feeling. This, it's not weak whatsoever. The, I have, it's a, definitely strong, but it's calming. And if I didn't take the time to actually feel it, I'd probably miss it. Maybe. I don't know. But I want to be on God's side. And I'm going to make the choice to be on God's side. I'm going to choose to focus on the tree. Choose to follow Christ's te teachings. I'm going to choose to put my faith in Him and not in man or flesh. I'm going to choose to make him my center because that's where I'm going to feel joy. I'm, I want to be a part of the Lord's work. You know, and if I live to see the second coming, I want to be on the side that sees the Lord and bow down and confess that he's the Christ and willingly do so and happily do so and and go about doing his work you know and I just
want to leave you with my testimony about how much God loves us and how much he's going to help those who strive to be with him. You know, we're not going to be perfect, and God knows that, and that's why he sent Jesus Christ. But those who strive every day to be a little bit better, God's going to help us, and he's going to protect us as long as we keep the commandments and keep our covenants. You know, if we're on God's side, then God is on our side. And I'm going to conclude the episode there for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of either the six pages of the Book of Mormon you read or something out of this podcast. Um, please share with a friend if you had, if there's anyone you think that might benefit from this. And, um, and please, if you could give a five-star rating as well that will help other people to be able to find this podcast um, I don't it doesn't really matter what you say in the review if you honestly think that this podcast is not all that great that's fine just give me five stars and then you can say whatever you want in the review but that way it will help people to be able to find this podcast and hopefully you know, get something out of it. Anyway, I hope you all have a great day. Bye.